Welcome to the Lynn Sanity, a podcast for the Running Hook Podcast Network. Part of the Running Hook Podcast Network. And before we get into the podcast, I'm going to give a quick shout out to you, incredible listeners on the podcast that we have uh, currently going right now. Uh, whether it's this podcast, whether it's you know Alex's Power Hour, whether it's Zach Circle City Cinema, it, BSF, um, you know, please do not uh, be afraid to listen to our podcast. I know Zach's got a lot planned for the cinema right now. Uh, a couple like actor pods that he's wanting to do uh a couple um pods that are kind of just detailing the 2024 year uh 2023 year uh the academy is coming out soon that's his favorite subject in all of entertainment uh please uh do not be afraid to listen to that um in terms of uh bsf obviously uh, if you guys are listening you're probably saying why do we not have a bsf yet well uh, we are going to record it uh, on Thursday, on Thursday night. But real quick, I just want to give a quick shout out to our parlay just so that you guys can have it uh, for Thursday before our recording. Uh, and that will be Alvin Kamara over 29 and a half receiving yards. Kyron Williams over 19 and a half receiving yards and the under on the game, the under on the game at 46 and a half. You put those three together. It's a it's a plus 541 odds. So uh, take it. Take it if you like it. Uh, take it if you like it. Uh, we, I think it's good. Uh, I mean, shoot. Uh, these quarterbacks are going to check it down. Uh, Derek Carr, I mean, that's what he does. Uh, and then Kyron Williams, I mean, who's to say he can't get in like two plays? So interesting little leg there. And then Alex came in with the under. Uh, I guess he feels like defenses are going to come out here and, and make it an ugly game. So that's what we got for the three-leg. Uh, Bryce, I'm happy to have you back on, man. I'm happy to do this. I mean, we didn't, we didn't get to do this. Uh, uh, last week, unfortunately, when yeah. I, you know it was really would have been a great site to dive into. But I, I do think this slate gives us a lot of talking points, and you know what I'm kind of excited about, Bryce, is like spending some time on some teams that I, I think have just really emerged since the last time we've talked. You know, put themselves in, and we'll talk about those teams. You probably are thinking the same teams I am that just that are emerging, that are showing, you know, oh shoot, like maybe they can be a threat, maybe they can. Uh, get to the playoffs, maybe they can win their division. So it's always exciting to do pods like this at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, when it comes down to nitty gritty, uh, when it comes down to crunch time, it's always fun to talk about these scenarios. It's it's uh, you know easy to talk about people that are blowing their chance and you know the shocking teams that, that will maybe come out of this as well. But it's getting real tight. My Colts are in a prime position, baby. We have a chance at the division. We have a chance at the playoffs. We are right in the mix of things, which makes it even more exciting for me. But other than that, I'm very excited to talk about the this slate and these teams. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We got it. We got a lot to talk about. But first, but first, oh, we got to do this segment before we get into all the games. Oh, yeah. And we're just going to make it proper. We're going to make it simple and easy for you. Uh, this week, that, you know, there really wasn't a whole lot of, uh, you know, other get the sack. I mean, certainly, certainly you can always throw in our good friend Arthur Smith into the get the sack conversation after losing to Carolina, Bryce. But you know, we had to make sure we had a proper, you know, we want to make sure this is done properly, uh, properly, uh, that our respects uh, are paid uh, to Brandon Staley 
and and Tom Telesco. I mean, Brandon Staley comes into this job. Uh, Bryce, he uh, came in this job for about a couple of years. He's coming in from the Rams. That's uh, a hot defensive mind. Uh, he gets better. You know, he, he comes into the team and, you know, he sees Justin Herbert come in. And then uh, last year they look good. And then all of a sudden they blow it. And then, you know, this year, uh, after giving up just an insane amount of points, I mean, you know, 50, 60 points to this Raiders team, he gets fired. Uh, he is gone. Uh, Bryce, do you have uh, anything uh, that you want to add on on the Staley part of this? We'll get into the Telesco part, but the Staley part first. Uh, no, man. I mean, it, they quit. They quit. They quit on Staley. It was very evident. Uh, I mean, just losing Justin Herbert for the year was the nail in the coffin. And then for the Raiders to hang 63, the Raiders, the 6-8 and eight Raiders, 63 on your team, just show that. It, it had to be done because it, you might give up 63 every game for the last three weeks because no one wants to play for you. You lost the locker room in an epic fashion. Um, it was time. We've been calling for it. It was time. It has happened. Another one that we were right on. Uh, so happy trails, Brandon. Um, yeah. And, and then what do you got on, uh, you know, Tommy? I mean, because Telesco here, you know, I guess he's given three coaches. I guess that was the big thing. Mm -hmm. He's been given three opportunities to get this head coaching position solidified, um, you know, and 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 really hasn't been able to do so. Uh, when I look at some of the personnel moves, I mean, there's been some strong personnel moves, Bryce, uh, very strong personnel moves. Uh, and then I think the problem is because of the way that this team has been so bad this year. The the money that they pay to these guys, these guys that you and I like, I mean, it, it doesn't mean as much, you know, when you're sitting there and you're pretty much out of the postseason conversation. Yeah, I mean, for Telesco, he's been a guy that's been in jobs for a long time, uh, you know, having a couple since as a GM. And he added he's got loads of talent on this roster, but, you know, he is involved in the, in the coaching hires. Uh, so I think that's really what it came down to. Unfortunately, I I think he can get another job in a front office, maybe not GM, but he he will definitely get something. Uh, I think Brandon Staley will land on his feet somewhere as well. But, you know, I get the the, the Spanos. They want to clean house and just start from scratch. And I'm I'm down for it. Uh, you know, we we're already hearing the Harbaugh chirps, Caleb. We're here. Oh, we are. We are. We are. But, uh, you know, per tradition, Bryce, I mean, we always sit there. We always say, oh, it's going to be Staley's swan song. It's going to be Reich's swan song. It's going to be Alan's swan song. Well, today, today, there is a song that has been written to orchestrate the greatness of Brandon Staley's three-year coaching career at the, as the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, so if everybody wants to... Uh, Take time to enjoy uh, this wonderful song. Uh, it, it won't be very long. <laughs> Brandon Staley, Brandon Staley, you absolute schmuck. You always look so good. The talent looks so great. But all of a sudden, it falls off the cliff. Staley, oh Staley, a lead is never safe. That is why you're gone, you're gone, you're gone from the Dodgers. Brandon Staley, that's your swag song. 
Next up, we got the Bills and Cowboys. First week, for, you know, a game that, you know, everybody was hyping. Everybody was hyping in this game. Two big, two big teams, Bryce. Bills had to win it. Uh, Dallas, you would think, you know, coming off that Philly win, potentially would look for uh, a strong win uh, to kind of just, you know, maybe just say, hey, like, we're here. We're going to make a statement. Like, we're not, you know, we're not the same old Cowboys. We're not just going to beat the Eagles. We're going to make a statement on the road. Uh, but this Buffalo Bill team winning 31 to 10. I mean, what what's your takeaway from this game here? Uh, well, the Bills are catching fire after we almost kind of left them for dead. Uh, impressive win uh, in, in the fashion that they did it. They committed 100% to the run. They dominated the Cowboys front. Josh Allen only had to throw the ball 15 times. What does that tell you? He only had to throw it 15 times. He ran. He had more carries than he had completions in this game. And they won. They won. James Cook, I've been t- I've been pounding the table for James Cook all season long. Yes, you have. And it took Joe Brady to just commit to him. And you finally found out that James Cook, the better of the Cook brothers this season, uh, you know, can is an actual running back that you can rely on. Go figure that one. I guess when you can fight, you finally hand the ball off to your running back. Good things happen. And then for Dallas, Caleb, this is why I have issues with Dallas. This is this is why when when you attack me over Dallas, when you and Zach attack me over Dallas, this is I I, I point to stuff like this. I'm not saying they're a bad team, but you can't you can't just you texted me when I, I asked a very simple question, a legitimate question. I wasn't trying to dig or pry or anything. I asked a very simple question to you and, and Zach Griffith. Does this change your opinion about Dallas? And you both said you definitively said no. You said no, and I'm like, and you of all people, Caleb said this is what they do. They were due for a dud. This is why I have problems with the Dallas Cowboys, and this is why I say I'm not sweating the Cowboys in the playoffs because they're they're always due for something stupid like this, an absolute humiliation to a team that they probably shouldn't have lost it. Yes, does Dallas have great wins, convincing wins over good teams? Yes, absolutely. But you you can't get blown out. You can't just not show up. You have to show up. And you didn't. You didn't in this game. And this is why I have a problem with the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, it's tough to disagree. I mean, when I look at what's going on right now. Um, I mean, you can't, you can't lose this game by 21 points. Um, and, and in the way that they lost, I mean, they physically got dominated by the spills offensive line. Uh, you know, Joe Brady is called, you know, called for the run 25 carries. I mean, you're, you're, you gotta like that. If you're, if you're a bills fan, because you haven't been used to that style of play uh, in a very long time. And so when I, when I look at the, ability that they have to run the ball it changes the potential ceiling of this team and no i think they still have to win more games i mean i'm not you know i want to slow down on buffalo bill the buffalo bills are back here i mean you know they should be killing the chargers in 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 la they should be beating this this new england team at home uh and i'm not willing to lock in bills over the dolphins so 
the way that I look at this is, you know, I think they this is a good win for, for Buffalo. They had to get it. The questions obviously are going to be with the Cowboys, and you know they're going to have another opportunity to do so on a road uh, against this Miami team uh, that you know is currently leading the division ten and four. Uh, they're the underdog again, so it, it's Dallas. Dallas probably needs to win one of these games just to ensure itself because Bryce, I'll, I'll be honest, like I think the Bills had to win it, right? But like I would argue, if the Cowboys beat the Dolphins. I understand the Dolphins really haven't had any gigantically like huge wins this season, uh, but I, I, I would I think the Dolphins are better than the Bills. So if the yeah, Cowboys, but, but Dolphins. historically, historically, Josh Allen has owned Miami. They beat Miami earlier this season. I think it comes down, you know, Tyree Kill is he going to play this weekend or not? He started off with a DNP, uh, so I mean, we'll see. That's good. That's a that's a that'll be a game to watch later on this season. Meanwhile, uh, speaking of the the Cowboys, they're some you know the their first place still in the division after the Seattle Seahawks beat the Philadelphia Eagles twenty to seventeen. Drew Locke goes a late touchdown pass to uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba, uh, former Ohio State player Bryce. You do O-H. not get to say OSU. Oh wait, uh, they he he makes the he makes the play uh, to to seal the deal. Uh, DK Metcalf, five for 78. Uh, Kenneth Walker uh, for 86 yards rushing and a touchdown. Uh, Bryce, I thought it was good that they had him back in this game. And, you know, I'm curious to see how the Seattle Seahawks team responds because, you know, it didn't feel like they were in this game at all, really. And then, uh-huh. you know, the last drive, they just put it together enough uh, to seal the deal. I guess what 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 do you think of the the win for Seattle? Are you more impressed with the win or are you more concerned about the Eagles? Man, I'm more concerned about the Eagles because like they don't have a, well, they, they decided to make the change at defensive coordinator to Matt Patricia, which obviously, you know, didn't work out because they lost. Um, you know, the Eagles are really banged up. So so you're telling me that Jalen Hurts is hurt, obviously not healthy. It's very apparent. But you still run him 13 times a game. You put him in every tush-push possible. And then you get results, you know, from Jalen Hurts in the past game where he doesn't even throw for a touchdown, but he throws two interceptions. He turns the ball over twice. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and yeah. – for Seattle, obviously they needed a win to stay in the playoff hunt. They got the win behind Drew Locke, who I thought gave a very mature but impassioned post-game speech hmm. right after throwing that touchdown pass. I was really impressed by that, to be honest. I was really impressed. Uh the way that he, you know, he delivered the ball, you know, that 92-yard drive. It, it's just one of those, you're like, of course Seattle won this game. You know, they just don't quit. They don't go away. They're pesky. No matter what's going, you know, Geno Smith, we were kind of led to believe that he was going to play, doesn't play. Drew Locke plays. We're like, oh, this is not going to go well. But it does. They come from behind and win. To to your point, like you said, it kind of felt like they were out of it the whole game. Uh, Philly was just going to cruise to another win. I think that's my thing with Philly is they just kind of cruise in these games. And they almost have to score 
like a majority of their possessions to win these games, it feels like, because their defense is not what it was last year. I mean, yeah, yeah, Drew Locke throw for over 200 yards on you. Yeah, Kenneth Walker dice you up. The addition of Shaq Leonard did absolutely nothing for you. Uh, I don't know if Kevin Byard or Kevin Byard was worth the trade. You know, it just, I don't know. The, Philly just doesn't seem to have a real identity, identity, especially on the defensive side of the football. And I think that's going to come back to bite them. And it kind of opens up the whole NFC. I really don't even know who to trust outside of like San Fran. Hmm. Like, I don't know that I can trust Dallas. I don't know that I can trust Philly. I feel, I, you know, I'm almost more comfortable like taking like an underrated team like like the Rams over one of these teams. You know, wow. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm not there wow. yet, but I'm getting closer. That's well, interesting. I mean, because. I, part of me, <laughs> part of me really thinks it's a one game thing and it's just being exaggerated simply because they lost. but. They have been on the luckier side a lot in some of these games where things have had to go their way. And you look at the Seattle team and, you know, they're, you know, I like Pete Carroll. I, I just, I just do. I think he's a really good coach. I think he knows how to get his teams ready. And, you know, my, my thing with the, my thing with Philadelphia, I will say this, I will say this. I'm, I will get pushed back for this and that's fine. Philadelphia has to have home field more than the Dallas Cowboys. Hmm. I understand the data would suggest that it's the Cowboys. I just don't, I just don't believe, hmm. I just think this, this Philadelphia Eagles team. That's interesting. Really, really needs to be home. Hmm. I think that there is a confidence in Sirianni that does not exist when they're on the road. That does when they're at home. Uh, I think that this team really feeds off the fans. And I think this team really buys that, you know, into that Philadelphia culture that they want to have. Um, and I just feel like their style of play, Bryce, is relevant to them being at home. Meanwhile, I think the Cowboys, I think the defense travels. I don't think the Philadelphia Eagles defense travels. And if the offense continues, to, the offense is more likely to be starting off strong to play well at home than on the road coming out sluggish. You know, so and I thought they were sluggish. And, and I, but I also think that Seattle deserves a credit for that. And I think people are, you know, there's a balance to, to, to the whole thing. But I, I, I think this is an awesome win for Seattle. And I think I, I have a difficult time, Bryce, not seeing them potentially win out here at Tennessee home to the Steelers and at Arizona. I mean, two road games, but those are three winnable teams. I mean, you, you got a chance to go 10 and seven, 10 and seven. You're probably getting in this thing, you know, nine and eight, maybe, but 10 and seven, you're getting in. And if they can win out, get on a four game win streak, they might be an interesting team because, you know, of the fact that Locke is playing the way that he is. And, you know, they have that Geno factor just kind of hanging, hanging around. Mm -hmm. uh, next up. Uh, we got the uh, the Baltimore Ravens that take on the Jacksonville Jaguars, and the Baltimore Ravens uh, won twenty three to seven over this Jaguars team. The Jaguars are eight and six. Uh, the Ravens are eleven and three. The Jaguars losing has now put themselves in a position where they really 
I mean, I guess they somewhat have control, but not really because they're eight and six. They they should have been up by multiple games, Bryce, in this division, but that's no longer the case after losing to this Ravens team. And I, I uh I mean, I understand Baltimore won the game, but ja- I mean, I, I, my my concern is heavily on the Jaguars here. I mean, I just thought they would have come out at home, look to really make a point and, and really prove something. And it was just, it was a very sluggish effort. I mean, it's just, it was just sluggish. I mean, they were very sluggish. I mean, you can talk about the, the, the two fumbles. It wasn't ideal, but they were sluggish all night. I mean, for crying out loud, Jamal Agnew, if he is leading your team in, rece- uh, in receiving, and I understand it was only on one catch, but if he's leading your team in receiving, I mean, that is a legitimate concern. And I I am, I think that, you know, say Jones might be out for a little bit too, like their offense is getting diminished. The O-line, in my opinion, is not doing what it needs to be doing. The run game hasn't been effective. Uh, and and I don't necessarily think that's EPN. I think that's the run game. I don't mind the defense holding Baltimore to 23 points. I don't think that's a bad number. I think you can win off that number. Uh, th- this offense uh, was was not great against this Ravens team. And, and I mean, I, I'm sure the Ravens won this game. But my, my concern to me is on, on this Jaguars team because they're 8-6. And, and I think there is a very, very good chance they could potentially lose next week to Tampa. And we could be talking about a team on a three-game lose streak with Houston and Indianapolis maybe, you know, playing that last game of the season uh, for the division title. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bless uh, bless you, Lamar Jackson, for beating Jacksonville for me. Very much appreciated, even though I, I quote-unquote, hate on you. Uh, but, yeah, Jacksonville's in trouble here, Caleb. Trevor Lawrence in concussion protocol. Uh, I don't believe he practiced today, so really big issue there. Zay Jones, like you mentioned, that's kind of a big loss now, you know, because Christian Kirk is done for the year. Um, <clears throat> not looking good for Jacksonville right now. You made some very good points about, about their struggles, where they struggle offensively. Um, ah, man, man, it's just it's just wild to me because, it, yeah, like you said, they're supposed to run away with this division, and they're just not. They're not. They're just not. And they're letting these teams hang around. Now, now credit credit to Indianapolis and Jackson or in Houston for yeah. you know they've they've overcome their expectation for the season already. Yeah. You know, but you can never just rely on preseason either. Mm-hmm. Preseason predictions, Jackson, mm-hmm. you still got to go out there and earn it. Yeah, and Jacksonville has not earned it yet. They they've done good things. They they've had big wins, but they have not they have not fully grasped this season. And the injuries are starting to mount for them, and they need to win this weekend. There's only three weeks left. Huge Every win. game is a huge game for them. Massive game for them, but you know, big for Tampa as well. Big for Tampa as well. And Tampa, you mess around with Tampa, you're going to lose. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about Tampa. Yeah, they, yeah me too. Actually, yeah. I, <laughs> I, mean, I, too, I when I look at this, when I look at this, you know, this game. I mean, it's it's a credit that you know the Ravens are going to be who they are. They're proving that. They're getting production from everybody. Lamar had a pretty good game. I am curious, Bryce, to see what happens now with Mitchell out for the season. Uh, I would just load up with Gus Edwards, uh, Justice Hill. They have brought Melvin Gordon into the active squad. I just highly doubt that they're going to really use him a ton. Uh, I just, when I look at this team, I, you know, Baltimore's proving why I think they're they're the kings of the AFC right now uh, because it looks like they're going to swing for home field and, and uh, you know, they've got a couple games separation. Uh, next up, 
uh, the Texans against the Titans. And I mean, this is just an absolute fireable loss, in my opinion, from Vrabel. I mean, losing to a third string quarterback in Case Keenum, a guy that was hardly mentioned and potentially playing in this game. He throws for 229 yards on you. And he has a QBR rating of uh, a rating of 79 and a half. He throws for a touchdown. Devin Singletary, Bryce, a guy that you said is cuttable, goes for 121 <laughs> rushing yards on 26 carries. And this, he, they, they pretty much dob. They just, they, they found a way to get it done ugly. And the defense just time in and time out has made plays. And the guy that I want to give credit to, Bryce, and I, you know, I'll be honest, a move I just thought was laughable by this team was uh, by the Philadelphia Eagles was letting go of Derek Barnett, and he Ooh. has emerged for this Houston team, and and they have a nice pass rush, and 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 they've got dudes with Stingley coming back and. This is the type of game, Bryce, you know, some, some teams, you know, you, you like calling teams cute, right? Yeah, yeah. They don't yeah, play do. well. A cute team. I, I don't believe a cute team wins that game because it's your third string quarterback. You're on the road with your backs against the wall without your best receiving, without your best receiving player. You're 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 hardly generating any offense. You watch this game, Bryce Texans had no hope. I mean, he had no hope, even though the Titans only scored sixty points. It never felt like they had a chance. And the second and a half, they just kept grinding and grinding and grinding. And I mean, this is the type of team that, with their determination and will, I, I, that's the type of team I want to see in the second half. This was an incredible. This is this was probably my favorite win of the week, just because. I mean, the fact that they did it with the third string quarterback. And really, I mean, Ryan's just out schemed them. They, they out schemed them late. And, and I mean, Mike Vrabel, dude. I mean, what are you going to say this time? What are you going to say this time? I mean, your punter, your punter didn't get hurt in the game. Your punter didn't get hurt in the game. You, 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 you didn't run the ball. 16 carries in nine yards. Oh, dude, that's so bad. For Derrick Henry. Well, Derrick Henry's longest rush was six yards. Think about that. Six of those yards is on one rush. Rough. It's rough down there in Tennessee. Yeesh. It's rough in Tennessee. Yeesh. Yeah, I mean, this is like, and it sounds like Houston's going to have to turn to Case Keenum again this week against uh, against Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, but shout out my guy, Noah Brown, OH again, baby. The, the, the Ohio State wide receivers are showing up this week, Caleb. He really They're is. showing up. He and he held it down. No Collins. Um, yeah, he was good. you know, uh, they're missing Tank Dell, obviously. Uh, I mean, just incredible performance from Keenum and, and Noah Brown. Tennessee out they of the playoffs good. now. Yeah, they did look good. Tennessee officially eliminated from the playoffs. Sounds like Tannehill is is going to play uh, this week uh, with Levis's injury. Uh, LOL, LOL, LOL. Uh, but I they're feel like Willis, they're done. Yeah, well, yeah. So, so Seattle gets a cakewalk. Uh, this, <laughs> well, that's my thing. Like, you're already eliminated. Like, like, why not play Willis and try to like boost his trade value? Because obviously, like, you're in on Levis. Yeah, like, I'd agree with that. He looked, he looked, just, he's been looking good. Like, don't screw Willis because of you know, like, I agree. Get him some PT here. And yeah, show it. You know, show them what they got. But, uh, I mean, good for Houston. I mean, this keeps them right. I mean, they're tied for the division lead. I mean, they're right there. It's impressive. It's really impressive. 
I mean, I mean, Diego Ryan's man. I I kind of was like, all right, this, all right, they're hot, whatever. Stroud made some plays, whatever, but what they're doing, like this, what they're doing's for real, man. It's impressive to watch. Yeah, they're fun to watch. They're fun to watch, even without CJ. Oh, um, absolutely. Meanwhile, the Carolina Panthers, uh, they're certainly not a fun team to watch, but they might be better than uh, Arthur. Uh, the, the Carolina Panthers are two and twelve on the season. And this go up against the Falcons nine to this seven. Is so bad. Falcons go six and eight. The Carolina goes to two and twelve. Arthur, I'm safe. Smith, uh, g- basically just goes to seven carries at eleven yards for B. John Robinson. The the the, the target share. Uh, Kyle Pitts and Drake London combined for for seven targets. Um, this offense simply could not get going whatsoever. And the defense, I mean. I mean, they played well. You hold the team to nine points. You got to give yourself a chance to win. But Desmond Ritter, uh, t- you know, I mean, he's benched. He's he's benched. I think he's coming in. Again. Even though I've been told that I was told that Desmond Ritter was the safe, uh, the starting quarterback moving forward. Uh, I mean, th- this is a absolutely abysmal loss, a crushing loss for this Atlanta Falcons team. I I think this is going to be very difficult to recover from. I mean, this is a team that has just gotten absolutely too cute this year. I mean, they they get like too cute, like like Bryce. Whenever you know, speaking of the holidays, it's like you sit there, you make these gingerbread houses, right? And then like you get too cute with the design, and then it like breaks off, and then you have like breaks off, breaks off. Like Atlantis, Atlantis, you know, like oh shoot, like Kadarius Hodge. Oh wait, the house breaks apart, the window breaks apart, and then like Tyler Algier. Oh wait, the house breaks apart, the, the the icing comes off. I mean, this this Atlanta team is. Uh, I mean, I think they're breaking, and I think you look at this Carolina team. It's a good win for them. I want to give them their respect. I mean, they they came out and and they they took it to them. They made plays when they had to. They forced turnovers when they had to. We haven't got to really talk about Carolina wins. So I do want to kind of shout out. The Panthers for that, but <laughs> it's tough to not it's tough to not sit there and be like cross off Atlanta because that's kind of where I'm at. I mean, I want to cross them off. I mean, I I feel like the Colts are going to beat them next week. Oh yeah, I mean, it's just like you just make this so difficult. Why? Why? Drake London three targets. Why? Who is Tucker Fisk? Why is he in the game, and why does he have a catch? Why? I, I I turned to Zach this week, Caleb. I said, who the heck is Tucker Fisk? Yeah. I had to Google him. Yeah. A tight end. Yeah. Another tight end. What yeah. do you mean another tight end? Yeah, I, no. You and I, I've had to do that a lot. Because John, John Smith isn't enough. Enough John. randomness. You have Kyle Pitts on your team. You, you put in Tucker Fisk. I, it's just, it's unreal to me, dude. It's unreal. Hey, it's uh, unreal. Hey, Bryce. What? Carolina, Atlanta. Downs, downs, punt, 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 punt. Touchdown, field goal. And then in the second half, downs, punt, punt. Right after the next three drives, this game was a a game where I have told Arthur Smith can legitimately coach an offense, but they this this was not this was not it. There's six and eight talks. I mean, the seat is apparently safe. They they play they play the Colts at home. They go to Chicago. They play the Saints at the Saints. 
I, I mean, if they were able to somehow pull away with two wins and, you know, maybe make that game interesting, maybe. But, you know, Tampa right now has a, you know, decent edge in that division. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. And that's the team that, you know, I really want to talk about Bryce because I don't think that performance was fluky whatsoever. <laughs> they went on the road and they beat the brakes off. I mean, Baker Mayfield, I've never seen him do this. I've never seen him do this in professional football. Wait, wait, I mean, wait, this was wait, a guy. Wait. This was a guy that I used to say three-one fastball, bash it like a pinata to left field. And oh. Mayfield now, now he's like competent. Like, are you back in on Bake? I mean, yeah, he's coming back in. Oh my gosh, he you are so, you you he are you are one of the you are a roller coaster on he the Baker Mayfield in. roller. Co- oh, you, you are so you are out, and then you are in, you and are, then you are uh, out uh, again, and you are back. It's ridiculous. Well, you Pick know, some, aside. Well, sometimes, sometimes on a roller coaster, you might think it's fun, right? But then you go out there a second and third time, you might want to, you know, you might get sick a little bit, and you want to get back on oh, the roller coaster after you don't get sick. You got to let me get sick every once in a while. I can't ride it five times in a row. You are I mean, ridiculous. Baker, Baker with four touchdowns in this game. The running game looked awesome. And Bryce, Chris Godwin came out in the public. He said, I should get the ball more. I should get the targets. Delivered 12 targets, 10 catches, 155 yards. Ballantyne had no chance on that guy on the outside. He was doing whatever he wanted. I mean, this was a massive win by this Tampa team. When Devin White late scratch, they, like 34 points for this team on the road. I mean, stunned. You could tell, Bryce, as soon as the game started, they took the lights off the Packers. The Packers didn't expect the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in that first drive to make a statement like they did. They went up three to nothing. They took control. They took control of the game. They took control of the game. And then, you know, they come back, score the touchdown. But I thought when they responded after the fumble that they had, after the fumble that they had, Green Bay scored in close 7-3. Atlanta get and then Tampa Bay 10-7. I understand that Green Bay did take a lead, you know, that, that Green Bay came back, tied that game. But I thought when they made that game 10 to 7, that's when I was like, no. Like they're not giving up. They're not folding. They're 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 coming to fight. And I don't think Green Bay expected that. I don't think they were ready for the punch in the mouth. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, very good win for Tampa on the road. Um I mean, Green Bay, tough one to lose, especially when you're in a playoff race. You know, still in it, but definitely could have helped to have that game. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's not like Green Bay, Green Bay played terribly. I no. mean, they they didn't they didn't lose the turnover battle. It was even. No. It was just Baker made more plays than Jordan right. Love. It's as simple as that. You know, I don't think that there's any. You know, so there's no. Jordan Love hate, you know, oh, this is wow. what we expect out of Jordan Love. Like, no, like, he played well. The run game needs to be better. I mean, I know it's Aaron Jones' first game back, but he kind of were hoping for a little bit more there. But, I mean, good performance by Tampa. I mean, it keeps them right in the division race. They still have a chance at it. I mean, I would say if this is the Tampa team that we get, I would definitely want them to win the division. I definitely no doubt about it. Atlanta in the in the playoffs. No doubt about it. And I don't want to see the Saints in the playoffs. Uh, you know, Tampa seems the most to be the most competent team out of that division. So, you know, hopefully they they can take care of uh, Jacksonville this weekend for me, Caleb. Uh, you know, and that way my Colts might have a, a share of 
a slimmer division lead there. Yeah. But good yeah. win for Tampa. Good win. Bryce, do you remember what happened two years ago? I mean, I understand it's different, not two years ago, but January 16th, Jalen Hurts, nine at fifth, fifth place team in the wild card. Tampa hosts them. Tampa beats them 31 to 15. Okay. Look, I'm not, I'm just going to throw it out there. You want a shocker? That could be our shock. If the fit, because I don't think they're necessary. If they play like this, obviously that's the key, right? They're going to have to get the balance going in the run game. Mm-hmm. Mayfield's going to have to make sure he doesn't turn the ball over. He was bad in that regular season game earlier this year against them. They have a recipe on Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. They have shown that. Todd Bowles has shown that. Todd Bowles, best coach in the division, Todd Bowles. He, he is a guy that I think could put, could put together an interesting plan on this team who's shown the track record to be able to do that, but they're going to have to keep getting out. They're going to have to keep winning some of these, some of these games. Uh, next up, uh, Bears-Browns. I mean, what an absolute choke job by Getze. I, 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 my, my co-host, my, my, my co-host uh, you know, he, he's not the biggest Getze guy. Uh, Zach Griffith on BSF, not the biggest Getze guy, but you know, we're not, we'll, we'll get into that uh, in, in BSF this upcoming week. Uh, I mean, the Bears just coming into this game, you know, you thought they were heading in the right direction. Um, you know, I'll be honest. I thought they were in control of this game. I, I thought they are going to put them away. Um, I don't even want to say the guy's name, but Joe Flacco just delivered down the stretch. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And, that's and right, Caleb. He, 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 delivered, he, delivered, he delivered down the stretch. And David Njoku, you know, was, was open anytime he wanted. 10 catches, 100 yards. Amari Cooper, four catches, 100 yards. Did whatever they wanted on this Bears defense in the passing game. They didn't have a running game existence. So Flacco, I mean, he threw them to a victory. He threw them to a victory. Uh, all I can yeah. do is tip my cap to that performance. Uh, shut me up. Eat it up. Eat it up, Lynn. Eat it up, baby. A lot of crow. 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 Oh, man. Yeah, Cleveland sneaks out of here with a victory, unfortunately. Um, You know, Chicago, dude, if Mooney just would have brought down that Hail Mary, man, he had a great shot at it. Couldn't haul it in. It would have been probably the play of the weekend. Um, I mean, just sucks for Justin Fields, man, because it feels like Chicago, they may just want to move off Justin Fields, and I just don't know that it's entirely his fault, man. It's just... It's a bad draw. It's a bad draw for him. Um, you know, I love that DJ Moore stood up for his guy though in the post game. Uh, you know, in the locker room with the media, I love that he that he kind of spoke up for him. Uh, tough, another tough one to swallow after we felt like the Bears were kind of starting to click a little bit. Oh yeah, yeah, you know, gain a little momentum, and then they give up they give up thirteen fourth quarter points and lose. I mean, Cleveland was dead, dead in the water. And, you know, Joe Flacco, elite Joe Flacco, Caleb, elite. He's still elite. I will never say that. All right. No, that's fair. Well, Joe Flacco, uh, you know, playoff playoff quarterback in 2023. Who thought we'd be saying that? You know, so, I mean, it might be Stefanski's best coaching job. 
Oh. What do you mean, no way? No way. Cleveland is very secure in a playoff spot right now. And I mean, Caleb, like, don't don't look now. Don't look now. Oh, come on. But but I mean, they're it's not unrealistic to say that they might have a chance at the division. If oh, right. If I'm, I'm just no, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it's not out of the realm. Right. It's not out of the realm. The the Browns are not a guarantee to win any of their next three games. They're not, but they're but they're in a solid spot right now. Sure. I mean, they, they face the Texans, the Jets, will not, and the Bengals. I will not shock me whatsoever if the New York Jets beat the Cleveland Browns. But they're gonna they're gonna play three backup quarterbacks to end the season. You are one thousand percent correct on that. But I just they're not I have to Jets. see it. The, did you I say the Jets? Did, did you just see the Jets are gonna are gonna beat them? I didn't predict Shut up. Shut up. No, just shut up. Just shut up, Lynn. I just shut said up, I would I just said you, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be stunned. Do you know who the Ravens have to play the last three games? I do not. Well, they are playing on Christmas Day, the Monday night cap. At the 49ers. Then they go on New Year's Eve and they play the Dolphins in Baltimore. And then they play the Steelers in Baltimore to close the season. Three competent. I mean, I mean, the Steelers are always going to be weird in those rivalry games. I just, I just look, you're, you're, you're putting. You're putting too much game. You're putting too much stock in the Flacco basket. I mean, you you He's you, you, have the, you have He's the, you have for two games. He'll be just through for 375 yards. Look, I'm going to give the man credit for what he did against the Chicago team. I did it. I ate my crow on him. I don't know what much more you want, but I'm, I'm not going to sit here. But, but I'm not going to sit here and say. I'm not going to sit here and say that you Joe can't. Flacco is all of a sudden this guy who's going to come in here. And and deliver this team a playoff spot. I have to see it. I literally have to see the X on ESPN or Kornacki put the X on NBC to say that this Browns team is making the playoffs. My confidence in Joe Flacco is incredibly low. It should be low for every Browns fan. It should, for crying out loud, he's sitting there already with the calf injury. I mean, he, 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 he didn't even get sacked. He didn't even get sacked that much. He had sacked three times in his game against the Chicago Bears. Or, or sorry, no, he didn't even sack four three times. times. He got sacked four. He got he got sacked four times in this game with a makeshift O line. It's not a great O line. It's not a great O line. It's not a great O line. I mean, they they should be better than what they are. But the injuries, yeah, that's not ideal. Flacco, you you are asking Flacco to do a ton. He's almost thrown for a thousand yards. And I am in going to games. bet against it. And I will bet against it. Of course you are. Of the Browns course. are plus 600 to this miss the Now, this is just <laughs> plus 600 to what? To miss the playoffs. You're going to bet playoffs. on that. You're going to bet that. No, it's just an interesting thing to think of. Oh, well, what's, their, what's their odds to win the division? What's their odds to win the, the North? Well, I'd have, to, I'd have to check on that. But I would have to think it's pretty I would have to think it's pretty large. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, of, would it be something interesting to put some money on after I just told you those schedules? I don't hate it. But you have no, to no, recognize no, no. that you're betting Joe Flacco. 
You're betting on Falco. Did you bet on the? Did you bet the, on the, the Falcons? The, okay, interesting. Did you bet on the Falcons or not this season? Wait, what? Have I bet on the Falcons this season? Have you bet on the Falcons this season? I have. I've never lost with them. No, I picked no, them right. I picked no, them right. No, I picked them right. I have. I have. I picked them right. I'd rather bet on Flacco than than the Falcons. Now that's fair. And clearly, the books agree. Books have no given them no chance. Browns are eleven to one to win the division. Oh, come on! Okay, come actually, on, that's actually pretty good value. That is pretty good value. But you're asking Joe Flacco to go on a four game win streak. And I just <laughs> what's right? I can't see. I, can't, I just can't see it. You are hating. You. Are, I can't see. You it. are hating. I don't know why. I mean, no. It's so it's like it's like in Princess Bride. It's like inconceivable. It's like this is this is. This feels inconceivable. It feels are, inconceivable. You, you know what? I hope, this, I hope if he, he does this. I will winning. be stuck. I, I, I hope he keeps winning just to shove it to you. That's fine. He's, he's stunning me. He's stunning me. He's literally stunning me. All right. Next up, uh, a game that, uh, you know, all things considered, uh, a game that I thought was pretty important for both teams. And, you know, to start the game, it wasn't pretty. Uh, the start of the game, it was not great, uh, but this Indianapolis Colts team just kept finding ways to bounce back and and deliver uh, against the Pittsburgh Steelers team. The defense was good. The kicking, you know, the kicking was not that good, uh, which kind of shocked me. Uh, but the Colts came out with a uh, with the win over the Steelers team, seven and seven, eight and six, strong win. Uh, Tyler Goodson, uh, the best back of the night for the Indianapolis Colts, 11 carries and 69 you, yards. You are unreal. Uh, and then you got you, you, you got DJ Montgomery, who just, who who somehow is just making plays for this team. I mean, he just, he, he's producing at such a high level. You got Mo Alley Cox coming in, getting a touchdown for you. you. You got Pittman dominating when he was in the game. Now, obviously, I am curious to see what happens with the injury. But, um, he I mean, was, this was considered a limited practice today, which is good news. That is good news. Uh, because they need their guys. They need their guys. It seems like it does seem like I'm it, like if you look at odds, I was just looking at odds uh, on their game. It looks like Jonathan Taylor is. Yes, likely, he was a full participant today, which I mean. Look, I, I mean, this team is just finding they're finding their stuff at the right direction. They're finding their mojo. And yeah, I'm going to push back on something. I'm going to sound like Bryce and Zach. All right, I am. And I apologize for that because I take pride in pushing them against the biases that they have against the Colts. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. This isn't luck. They're not Mm -hmm. lucky. They're not a lucky football team. They've won. They've come into this game. They've come into this game. They've won five of their last six. At some point, they're not a lucky football team. You could say they're performing above expectations. You could say that there has been a couple things that have, you know, been generous for them, but this isn't lucky. You've won five of your last six games. At some point, it's coaching. It's the guys buying in. And I'm tired of this, this narrative of the Colts that they're, that they're this lucky football team, that they're just, they're just barely hanging on against. They're producing at a high level with anyone and anybody. With anybody, teams would fold without their best running back and their, but frankly, their best offensive players. The Colts have done that this season. They figured out a way to do it. The offensive line's been fine. I think it's been, I think it's been solid. 
Uh, I mean, I don't like some of their one-on-one decisions, but it's fine. The defense has been playing well. Uh, you know, the injuries have been kind of sort of there, but it's it's not. They're finding a rhythm, and they know who they are, and they play a style that is a, a very effective style with a legitimate offensive mind. I'm tired of this narrative that they're cute. There is a very realistic shot that they can make the playoffs. And even if they don't make the playoffs, like, I'm not going to say that their record was lucky. I'm not going to say that because they're just, they're beating teams up any chance they get. And I, and I expect that to continue down the stretch. I, I expect that to, you know, I think they can beat Atlanta. You know, the, the two games that are hiccups for me are at home. And if your two hiccup games are at home, you're, you're in a great position. You're in a great position. And that's how I feel about this Colts team right now. Right? That's how I feel. Oh, well, oh, okay. Respect. Respect for that. I mean, the Colts are at their best when Gardner Minshew doesn't turn the ball over. And this is a perfect example of that. Uh, zero turnovers, three touchdowns, threw for over 200 yards. I have a couple of interesting, you know, tidbits. That, to first off, address the kicking game. Matt Gay has been uh, tagged with an injury for a right hip injury. Uh, so that might explain some some of what's going on. Uh, so something to watch. Is, yeah. limited participant uh, through walkthrough today, um, an estimation. So that's kind of good news to move forward through the pr- concussion protocol. Hey, Z, you are now on my list. Suspended for the season for that dirty hit. You are on my list now with MJ Stewart, you know, for hurting Anthony Richardson. Uh, but good to see Pittman up. DJ Montgomery redemption after he dropped a wide open touchdown in the end zone. Um, so and and don't forget to mention my boy Trey Sermon, Caleb OH. He was the better back. This they, listen, no, no disrespect to Tyler Goodson, another uh Big Ten back from Iowa. Respect both of them dominated the yep. trenches, dominated the Steelers front which is not an easy defensive front to dominate. Uh, I mean, it was just, it was truly impressive what what they did in the second half, especially at the end of the third quarter going into the fourth quarter. They just dominated up front. They didn't need Gardner Minshew to throw the football. And in my estimation, that's usually a, a not a bad thing if you don't need Gardner Minshew to throw the ball a ton, especially, you know, when we're trying to come from behind or, or something like that. Getting Jonathan Taylor back is going to be huge. Don't know if Zach Moss is going to play. Sounds like he's dealing with a nerve issue. He said his right arm uh, was feeling if he feels like he he lost strength in it. So it sounds like it's a nerve issue. But having, you know, Sermon Goodson behind Taylor, I'm very comfortable with that. Very comfortable. So yeah. he's good. for the Colts, man, it's impressive. Caleb, I saw a graphic ESPN showed. Um, the Colts are one of three teams to do this five times this season. Okay. The, the qualifications are to throw for 200 yards in a game and have 150 rush yards oh in the gosh. same game. They've done it five times. The other two teams that have done it five times are the Miami Dolphins and the San Francisco 49ers. That's a lot, man. You're doing something right. It's that it's not, that's play calling yeah. and scheming. Yeah. It's yeah. as simple as that. And 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 it translates to wins. If you can I, be I'm good at both, if you can be good at both and you don't turn the ball over, 
Think about it. How often does Tua turn the ball over? Right. Not much. Not much. How much does Brock Purdy turn the ball over? Not much. Not much. And Gardner Minshew just turns the ball over a little bit more often than those two do. You know, maybe Gardner Minshew doesn't turn the ball over as much. We might have a couple more wins. Who knows? But we're right in the thick of it. Like, that's the thing. Like, we're right in the thick of it, which is awesome. It's fun. Yeah. And then for Pittsburgh, Caleb, they're turning to Mason Rudolph now. After we, what we already knew, Mitch Trubisky still sucks. He's god-awful. Oh, look, look, but Rudolph? I'd rather go with Rudolph at this point. You got to oh. try to do something. Oh. You're 7-7. Seven and seven. You're still, you're still, you still have a play. You still have a play to the playoffs here. But right now, I mean, they just, they they look like they're, they look awful. George Pickens, diva, straight diva. Straight diva, dude. Straight diva, but they got dominated by this Colts defense. Yeah, you're right. It was like you said, it wasn't pretty early. No, it was not. But I mean, they they dom- the Colts defense dominated yeah. after that. Agreed. I mean, four sacks. Uh, you know, recovered fumble. Great play, EJ Speed. Great play on the fumble uh, of Najee Harris. The punch out, beautiful play, beautiful textbook. So I, Pittsburgh, they. I'll use Zach Griffith's turn. They got to do some soul searching. They got to look in the mirror. They got to yeah. figure it out quick. Yeah. yeah. It, it, and I don't, I don't know if that's going to happen with Rudolph on the center. I mean, they, they are in a tricky spot. They have got to beat the Cincinnati Bengal team uh, on Thursday night or on, uh, on Saturday. And it, it you know, it, it'll be interesting to kind of see where that game plays out. Uh, and that kind of leads us into the Vikings and the Bengals, which the Bengals just, I mean, what you talk about a finish, what a finish Sheesh, yeah. uh, in, in Bengals Vikings. Um, I mean, both teams really deserve to win that game, but uh, the Bengals came out of that with a, with the win and um, are, are making things happen. I mean, Browning, you know, making plays happen. Um, I mean, I'm convinced that T Higgins had a hacker look into my phone at halftime uh, because he just started to go off, Um, you know, and they're going to need that now a chase potentially out of this game. I thought the ground, I thought the ground game was, was, was what was what it's got to be. I mean, let's just, I mean, respectfully, why? I mean, chase, I mean, Brown can get me like a couple receptions. I mean, but brother should not be cutting into Mixon's carry load. This is a no. different team with Mixon under center. This is a when when he is healthy and leading this rushing attack, they are they are better. They are just simply better. I trust this team more. I think they 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 have an identity with him, and th- this is an offense that I just I mean, Bryce, they're they're clicking in a lot of ways, but they're not. What I think has been impressive about them right now isn't necessarily the star power. It's guys like Tanner Hudson coming out of the woodwork, giving Cincinnati a really nice tight end. They're 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 executing with with guys just making plays here and there because T. Higgins wasn't doing a ton going into this game. He all of a sudden just he makes the plays down a stretch. Chase wasn't really involved. Like they they're making enough happen. I don't know if it's sustainable. And I would put my odds on them not making the playoffs. But what they did against this Minnesota team was resilient and not a team that 
feels as if, oh, Burrow's out for the season, Chase is hurt, we're done. Yeah, I very resilient. And uh, credit to Zach Taylor for gathering his team, getting the team to buy into Jake Browning, and Jake Browning just putting everything out on the table, man. Uh, you know, just yeah. putting yeah. his best foot forward to be that that Joe Burrow, uh, you know, uh, uh, fill-in. I mean, for Minnesota, I don't necessarily know that you can hang your head on this. I mean, this oh, is yeah. a game that you probably should have won. Um, uh, I mean, you can't give up 21 fourth quarter points. That's on Brian Flores. 21, you have three touchdowns in the fourth quarter. I mean, you have this game in hand. Yeah, you do. You know, I, I mean, Nick Mullins made some bonehead plays. Like, don't get me wrong. But, I mean, you get a great game from Ty Chandler on the ground. You were dominating on the ground. You know, Jordan Addison showed up. Justin Jefferson was doing his thing. TJ Hawkinson was doing his thing. And you still lost this game, uh, you know, in a game that, you know, it would have been nice for Minnesota to have. Really, both teams needed to have it to stay, you know, in a in a good position for the playoff picture. But, yeah. you know, only one team can come out with it. And it was Cincinnati and their resiliency. And I'm glad T. Higgins showed up. I've been, I, you know, we've been we've been calling for this. Yeah. yeah. We just I mean, he, he, he started off with a drop, a couple of drops in the yeah. game again. I'm like, oh, he's just. He just, it seems like he just forgot how to catch a football. But, you know, he made big plays when he needed to for his quarterback, and I respect it. And now he becomes the guy, you know, with Jamar Chase out this weekend, uh, potentially further to, to make this playoff push. Yeah. I mean, they, they're they going to be in, in, in the thick of it, probably. It's just a matter of if they can finish or not. Bryce, just to close. Um, Take take your pick. Take your pick. What stuck out to you? The Lions kind of taking it to this Denver Bronco team or the Saints and and Giants game uh, where the Saints just kind of slowed down the DeVito hype. Um, I think what sticks out to me more is the the Lions, the way they responded to some of the fraudulent talk. Uh, to come out and just give the Broncos a butt whooping like that, um, I think is pretty impressive. You know, on the ground and in the air, I think it was a good, well-rounded game from the Lions and a game that they needed. Yeah, a game that they that they yeah. needed to have a good bounce back and win convincingly, the way they did against a Broncos team that's you know a dangerous, you know, now a dangerous yeah. team. Yeah, you know, if you you mess around, you will lose. Uh, so I think that's what sticks out to me that the fact that they took care of business and are one step closer to securing a playoff spot. You know, if this team, I don't know the pathway, I'm going to probably say it's low. I'm going to probably say it's low. But if this team has a chance at a two seed, gets the bye week, gets to play that game at home. I mean, they that offense just moves at home. I mean, that thing just chugs. I mean, we want to talk about the Cowboys at home, and that's whatever. But this this Detroit team, there is an edge. Their their balance looks better. Their offense moves better. Their speed works better. They're they're getting that balance that they're you know they're getting the balance with Montgomery at eight fifty five yards this season. Gives it seven ninety two. Um, you know, and and they just. They're starting to, uh, to, to find out, Bryce, like, okay, how do we use our secondary piece? How do we use our secondary pieces in the right ways? 
Well, Gardner not five yards coming back is massive. Yeah, it is. And, you know, not, you know, throwing five-yard passes to Kadarius Hodge just for the heck of it, but how can we get the ball to Jamison Williams, you know, on a deeper play in space without taking away the bread and butter of our team? What makes the passing game explosive? They, they used everything properly, right? And that's a combination of coaching. It's a combination of player awareness that Detroit has that I thought was really important in this game. And if you're the Broncos, look, you bet you've lost by worse than this. I mean, th- th- this shouldn't be haunting you. I mean, you're, you're, you're coming into this, you're coming into this game. You know, you're probably thinking you can make a statement, but guess what? You got new England at home. You got the charges at you got the charges at home and you got the Raiders on the road. Winnable. I'll lock in three straight. They're not losing to the chargers. They're well, not losing. They're not losing to the chargers. They're not losing to this new England team. And I would doubt that they're losing to the Raiders if they have a chance to get in the playoffs. I really would. I would have a difficult time betting against, you know, betting against Peyton in a spot like that where it's a win and go win. They got enough experienced guys down there. They probably make a play. Denver's in an interesting spot. They just got to control their their business. Got to wipe that game off. You got to pound the Patriots at home. You got to you got to win. You got to win on Sunday. You got to run them over uh, and and kind of take off that frustration. Uh, that you had from this last game. And that'll do it for us on this podcast. Uh, we we had a, a lot to talk about, but next week, uh, next week will get interesting. Next week, get interesting. Mm-hmm. Cowboys, oh, yeah. Dolphins next week. Yeah, um, right. We uh, we got uh, Jaguars, Bucks next week, which I think will be good. We got Ravens, Niners this week. Three NFL games on Christmas. Three NFL games on Christmas. We got the NBA. Uh, all day on Christmas as well. So it's like a double, mm-hmm. it's like double, uh, double the fun there. Uh, and then probably my favorite game of the week, uh, the Green Bay Packers at Carolina. Uh, Bryce, it was, uh, it was good to, good, good to do this with you. And, uh, you know, uh, it, we're getting to the point where it's just, you know, these, these results are, are getting more and more meaningful. Yeah, man, I'm excited. Uh, this is one of my favorite times of the year. Man. I cannot wait.